AGA show, an epileptic athlete show, man, for August 17th, 2022. How's it going? How's it going? Oh, Wedding Mania 22 is not over. And then uh, I gotta add one more faux pas. <laughs> Following up on the episode last week, which is uh, keep your speeches into two minutes. <laughs> I'll leave that there. You know what? Like, you know how hard it is to come up with a two, three minute presentation? You know, if you think a 30-second elevator pitch is very hard to figure it out in five floors or some shit, like, imagine how hard it is to go longer. Like, five-minute presentation, ten minutes, uh, Jesus Christ. You know how hard that fucking motherfucking thing is? So, well, you know, the wedding and all that, it just go, you know, best man, the father, the mother, whoever. You know, whenever you go out there and chat, talk, give a speech, please keep it to two minutes, and then, uh, I'll just say that. There's one more faux pas that I'm going to add. So, anyways, what do I want to talk about today? Uh, well, 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 well. Lots been happening. It's a bit of a follow-up to all these episodes. The wedding faux pas, the life lessons from Vince McMahon, and the uh, Hockey Canada, which are, like, like, close and shut, in my opinion, of the alleged cases of terrible HR cases. Hockey Canada, I didn't know that they were fucking playing the World Juniors Tournament right now. Up in Edmonton, because I remember it got canceled, you know, when the Omicron variant was going wild, you know, so back in December or so, where I couldn't go to the Seattle Kraken hockey game when I got there, because they just, like, fucking postponed all the games, and apparently it came back, and I'm like, why did this juniors tournament come back when you're going to play another one in four months, you know, for the 22-23, you know, New Year, basically, but I guess they got to play, but Hockey Canada, with all the allegations you know, up and coming, and like I said, go back and listen to the episode from three weeks ago, episode 279, like, why is any of this surprising of the hockey culture, then do you think it's just a hockey Canada culture, it's like all the athletic department, you know, teenage athlete culture, and the administrators who overlook these things, you know, so, that's that, but uh, Vince McMahon, (laughs) oh, you think I was like, taking all these life lessons and take it with a literally, you know, literal you know line by line you know at a linear fashion no 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 no. vince is a walt disney who happened to live longer than walt disney (laughs) and probably probably allegedly was playing more of the character who was playing on character in real life than more than you imagine you know but again that's that's what that's what made him as such a compelling character on television but at the same time his story of what entrepreneurship and uh, whatever, this stubbornness, you know, over the years is if you follow his company's history and then the industry of the sports entertainment and just him, it's none of this is fucking surprising. And, you know, you have this like Vladimir Putin, like fucking cult of personality bubble that he created within his world, kind of like all the other huge businessmen like Steve Jobs with his reality distortion field or Jeff Bezos with his leadership principles or you know whoever 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 you can name all these executives you know business leaders entrepreneurs Elon Musk even you know it's like people are just obsessed with them and then people get sucked into their bullshit you know and then people like me kind of see through some of this and be like nah 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 I don't fucking buy it or some of the people who worked under him you know, see, nah, 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 I don't buy this shit and walk the fuck away. You're a moron for walking away from the money. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, 
the world the world is you know fully run by you know evil people and the very nice people you know work under them at some point some of the open-eyed nice people walk the fuck away from the situation right anyways so vince leaves you know a month ago or so you know he said he retired but real in reality he fucking resigned with the sec investigation and all that coming up because wwe as a publicly traded company has to rewrite all their fucking books for what their chairman and ceo chairman of the board and the ceo has been writing in these accounting books since 2007 or so and it's like some people on the instagram and the comments they go but it was his money well you get into a little sticky situation where you're spending your own money to mitigate a company resource issue, such as your employees, like your paralegals and on-screen talent and others. And also the latest, the first Wall Street Journal article with a paralegal that came up is he tried to, Vince, pronouns pal, life lessons from Vince, he tried to bump the paralegal salary from 100000 to $300,000 and he got talked down to $200,000. Which is a, in one year period and then she barely has any paralegal experience. So, which kind of has a ridiculous quid pro quo vibe, which I talked about, whatever, a couple weeks ago or so. And then also, you know, it just it's just bad, to say the least. And... That's an that's an understatement. But he has hundreds of not I don't know hundreds, but basically the WWE is rewriting their you know earnings and everything. But you need to disclose what your significant corporate figure is spending, especially with the comfort you know with respect to the company resource. Like you're human, you're a fucking employee, basically. What kind of corporate governance is this? You know, McDonald's had this fucking problem. You know, with the CEO having a relationship, the British dude, I wrote about this, a chief equality officer back in the day, you know. No, 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 you need to disclose that shit. And then I think the earnings came out today in the morning, 8.30 in the fucking morning after delaying it for two weeks. Uh, basically, they said they had a strong quarter, uh, but they had to re- be restated for $14.6 million in unrecorded, pay- quote, unrecorded payments, unquote, made by Vince McMahon to several women. And... Yeah, and I so far they said they spent about 1.7 million dollars incurred in the this quarter, just a Q2, to you know find the firm and then do the investigation of what the fuck happened. We did all these unrecorded payments over the years, so they spent about 1.7, and then they think they'll go up to about 10 million dollars or so. I heard that somewhere. I don't see this in the article, and they will probably. F- you know, find tens of millions of dollars, millions of dollars, and then Vince, it seems like he was paying, you know, over time on this thing. And so if you add up all the costs, add up the unrecorded payments, which I'm sure it's in tens of millions at this point, if you just read the Wall Street Journal articles, and they spent about $10 million for the rest of the year, you could be looking at about almost $100 million dollars on Vince's fuck up. That's unbelievable. <laughs> you could. You, you will see what the investigation turns out. Because they got to correct every single quarterly report. Going back to 2007 or some shit. Or 2009 at least. But if you keep uncovering, uncovering, uncovering. And what do you think happened between 1984 and 2009? Or even just 
1999 to 2009, the first decade, the company was basically a public company. You think other shit didn't happen? You know, before 2009? If you just add up all that money, it's astounding how much, like, he made and spent, you know, shushing this thing and then, like, NDAing it. But, you know, people still, like, go out there like Stephanie McMahon. I mean, that's that's her dad, so what are you going to do? But, like, you should thank him for creating this business. You get those, like, knuckleheads, you know, on- online that are just going, like, you know, that was my childhood, man. And I'm like, right, right, but I'm just like, but I, I'm i not dismissing what he has created, I, like I said a few weeks ago. But you got to come to some sense of reality, especially what happened with the Me Too speaking out movement in wrestling. And you just go like, yo, this is fucked up. <laughs> and then potentially everything. And then there are some other like ridiculous hush money shit that's not involving women back in the day in the 1980s and whatnot with the, the murder. Like, who was it? The murder by uh, flying Jimmy Snuka in Pennsylvania somewhere. The report just disappeared. Hush money for alleged murder. And it, they had a documentary about it. This, it just, it just goes on and on. And then other stuff that happened in the nineties, including the alleged sexual assault that happened in ninety two, that came up in the other, other magazines. Right? There's a pattern here. But speaking of, but you know, people bo- believe in the bullshit if you just make money in this country and only in America, <laughs> you can create a wrestling business and succeed like he does. And then that's why I say wrestling is the most American entertainment you can find. You know, I think the South Park people said the Mormon Mormonism is the most American religion you can find, which I like. I agree. Like if you look at the history of it, the greatest bullshitter Joseph Smith got the Mormonism to where it is right now. L. Ron Hubbard. The greatest bullshit of a science fiction got the Scientology to the level that it's in. The greatest, greatest self-bullshitter is <laughs> Steve Jobs. The greatest motivator, greatest yoga instructor in the world got the apple to where it is today. You know, and then Elon Musk, he's a one guy. He's just one guy. He has 10 kids and says the most cockamaniac shit, making dumbass sleepless financial decision, in my opinion, with Twitter. Like, people... Just like blindly follow him. And two companies, Apple and Tesla, you know, granted, if you started early and got the shares, made money, but like for the actual salary and the baseline cash, you don't make that much, you know, compared to the hours you spend. So there's that. But speaking of the bullshitters and bullshitters, this guy came back into the game the last couple of days. Adam Newman of WeWork, <laughs> formerly of the WeWork. So he made the headline on Monday. You know, people making all these, like, fucking, you know, f- flop business people, fraud people. Elizabeth Holmes, the fucking Fire Festival. Uh, fuck, what was that company? Lulu, whatever. That was on Amazon. You know, there there are a lot of multi-marketing, multi-level marketing, pyramid scheme, you know, and all these people. You know, people love money. P- this is why people buy into the bullshit. Whether it's Vince McMahon, Steve Jobs, uh, fucking Victoria's Secret dude. Or the Nygaard guy, and then uh, fucking Walt Disney, Elon, and all these people. Because people love the image of the power and the money. Adam Newman, somehow, somehow, without really having a substance whatsoever, came up with gazillion dollars to have people sucker into his bullshit to invest in WeWork. And then he tried to pivot into We Live, and then the fucking 
private school and all that community, yada, 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 yada. And then getting some ridiculous valuation that he got. And then he started another business that he raised about $350 million for a pre-start, pre-launch company with a valuation of $1 billion. And he got money from like, not just any other people. Once again, you know, richest of the richest and then the so-called smartest of the smartest. You know, Andreessen Horowitz, one of the biggest venture capital firms in the Valley, gave him $350 million. I mean, if the valuation is at $1 billion, you're looking at, like, I guess more than a third. But I just go like, look, given, given how these, like, venture founders go, and then how the money just gets thrown around, I just go like, we saw this with the guy just like has absolutely no idea but just like just talking his way through his shit through the we work saga i didn't watch the tv show or any of that but you know i read all the articles and listened to podcasts and all that and then i just watched his company because it was one of the big names too but then people who saw this like this is not a tech company but it's getting tech company attention like masahiro shon you know from the softbank and shit and i just go like well what is this new venture and then i was like oh he bought about 3,000 apartments in the southern United States and uh, they're gonna it's a company called Flow and they're gonna offer lease to own units may they own that but basically they're trying to create communities of living spaces instead of working spaces like he had in WeWork and Newman allegedly bought more than 4,000 apartments worth more than 1 billion in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Atlanta Nashville and other US cities and this is and then this is going to offer, you know, not just living community, but other community programs and whatnot. The shit he talked about with redoing education and all that with Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin or whatever, who's his wife. <laughs> Basically, everybody's looking at this with this bucky eyebrow going, what the fuck? And it's like, isn't this what we live? The next pivot after we work was trying to be. And then why are you investing money in this guy? I am for redemption stories, but this is this is too much. There are very few people who flop really hard, you know, who have absolutely no substance whatsoever. Uh, in my opinion, pieces of shit human beings, you know, getting rewarded for doing pieces of shit human behaviors. And this is one of them. And I just go like, you know, when you see investment like this, you get Andreessen Horowitz, the so-called reputable, whatever. I just go like, why are you doing this? Why are you throwing all that money? At him. You could have spent that money in some other things. You know? Or you could have donated right off the fucking taxes. You're spending money on this motherfucker? I mean, I guess he's going at it. They're, you know, stretching their their play is like, oh, this might be a real estate play. So the collateral, basically, all these fucking properties <laughs> that Newman bought. If you don't make that deal and you just drop that $350 million without any contingent or anything or any fallback, I'd be a little shocked, but there's that. So I'll just say the history may repeat itself and people at this age aren't going to change, you know? So either you adapt into what they do or you walk away from these people who aren't going to change their minds and set their ways because they already are in their own bullshit. He pulled this shit off and got hundreds of millions of dollars walking away on a golden parachute agreement or whatever. While rest of the people who worked their ass off fucking suffered, you know, getting paid minimum wage, 
you know, with all these like shares that obviously crashed, you know, tenfold downward from 47 billion at the peak valuation to now 4 billion, you know, hoping, 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 you know, at some point, you know, I just go like, it's like dating. It's like, dude, do not go for the potential. Go for the actual, what you know. And, and you know, if it pans out later, it pans out later. But if you look at the overall time that you want to invest in it as a worker or an investor or whatever, investing is different. But if you're working to it, it's different. If you're going to sit there five, six, ten years just hoping that your potential might pay out while you're being fucking miserable, is it fucking worth it? In my opinion, it's not. It's like it's like hoping for a girl or your partner, your boyfriend to be, gee, I hope, I hope he or she or they, you know, you know, kind of tame down a little bit as we date further. And I just go like, no, 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 no. Like, after you're 23, 24, nah, Like, up to that young love, college love, you know, that's fine. But after you hit 25, when you can rent the cars for free without any extra insurance, I'm sorry, like, your growth sprouts are set already, including your brain. So... Which brings me back to another bullshitter of the week, which is Fernando Tatis Jr. and the senior. So, San Diego Padres, the greatest offseason champs or the trade deadline champs of the last decade, uh, you know, they went after like Josh Hader, got Juan Soto, just drained their farm to go for it this year, you know, competing against the Dodgers and the Braves of the world for, for the upcoming World Series. Uh, and Fernando Tatis Jr., made a knucklehead mistake during the offseason where he got into an accident. Uh, he hurt his wrist. I think he fell off the bike, motorcycle, and then he put off getting surgery or getting treatment. And he was about to come back to a rehab assignment in the minor leagues just a couple weeks ago. Then he got flagged for PED violation for performance-enhancing drugs. And it's like, oh, you got some fucking uh, steroid level here, buddy. And then it's the same what it's the same drug that like I think like Ryan Braun flagged up on initially and shit like that and then the level was much higher. But it's like hey, you know what happened and then I made a mistake, he seemed regrettable, blah blah blah. But so the drug test is basically a second fuck up at this point after the motorcycle accident over the off season when the team paid you 314 million dollars for the one of the largest contract possible. Manny Machado is the other one with three hundred million, and Juan Soto is there now. So, you know, you have you, you, who knows how much he's gonna get paid. He turned down four hundred forty million dollars. But basically, he said, "Oh, I, I took it as a mistake. I inadvertently took it to treat a ringworm that contained the, uh, you know, and then the medicine contained the uh, clodesterol." Which is a roid, basically. Roid level of sorts. And then, yeah, so immaturity, yada, yada, yada. You know, like, Fernando Tatis Jr. is like, what, 23? But, but then his dad came out and then started explaining that all of baseball loses with the suspension, losing his son. I mean, lovely father to the son. I love his batting stance, his senior's batting stance, I still remember. But, you know, I just go... Okay, his explanation is even more bullshit because people already didn't buy the fact that I was treating ring, ringworm 
But then I was like, so how did you get this fucking ringworm? It's not a worm, by the way, folks. According to the senior, so Junior was getting a haircut and then got a ringworm from a bad haircut. And they decided to treat her with truffle ball. And that contained the levels of the clitoral ball, ball, whatever. So they're making big deal out of nothing, basically. But I just go like, alright. So some of you may be asking, is ringworm from haircut a legit thing? Yes, it does happen if you don't clean the shit up with your hair equipment and all that. Yes, yes, it does happen. Now, treating it for dermatology reasons, I'm sure it was a cream if you're doing it instead of a pill or some shit. But I go like, alright. Like, you used it. That's one thing. But I go, people don't fucking buy this shit because... The reality is I agree with Buster only, which is a common suspicion that around the baseball league, the players and the managers and the management have, which is like, no, what happened was he got frustrated with this thing dragging eight months and getting to a rehab because he put off the fucking surgery, fixing his fucking risk from his own fuck up riding a bike. When you're in your contract and everything, I'm sure they said do not do these activities, but uh, he's getting paid. So I'm sure that wasn't in the wording and the writing. And he got frustrated, so he decided to take a shortcut while he's overseas or whatever. And he got flagged just before he came back. They think that's what happened. So the immaturity with the rehab process, because obviously it's like, he, I'm sure he's just like fucking agonizing doing this shit. But yeah, it, it's a, uh, no, he, no, I don't buy this. Do you think haircut was part of it? Yeah, but is it plausible that he just took the medicine without taking the advice of a doctor? It's like, hey, don't you want to check if that medicine has a steroid or some shit? Maybe, but like, you know, I I don't buy it. And then it, this is what happens. You got paid. You're getting $314 million the next whatever years, and then you're set for life. And then he's spoiled. This is why I think Fernando Tatis Jr., I don't take him so seriously. Because as a Blue Jays fan, they had a whole debate about, would you trade Vladdy Jr. for Tatis Jr.? Straight up, one-to-one, a couple of years ago. Or even last year. And I said, fuck no. I think Tatis, I love Tatis Jr.'s swagger and everything, but I'm like, he hasn't proven anything. Vladdy Jr. got close to fucking being an MVP. And he could have been an MVP if it weren't for Shohei Otani last year. And he's getting better at the same age, 23, 23, you know, under 25. And as far as I can tell, Vladdy Jr. hasn't fucked up like this other junior, Tatis Jr. did. So I just go like, yeah, nah, I, I don't I don't put so much value on Tatis Jr., you know, with the Vladdy Jr. Is it a biased view of a Blue Jays fan? Maybe, but also just continues to fuck up in maturity just tells me right at what it is. So, anyways, I'm going to leave it there. See, how many bullshitters have to be around? And then, like, it's not that only I see it. But, you know, I don't give a fuck at this point. So, I'll just speak on it. And be like, nah, bullshit's a bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and usually, these bullshitters don't like getting called out on their bullshit. Who would? It's like getting disrespected. But I'm just like... You know, that's why that's why I call this shit out. You know, I just go like, whether it's Vince, you know, I was being sarcastic with some of the life lessons that he put there. Because it is cockamania. 
even Steve Jobs, I understand where he was coming from, but I just go like, you need, like, God, your ego's up through the fucking roof, you know? And all these people, Adam Newman, you know, Elizabeth Holmes, fucking Billy Mack over there with the fire Fest. On and on and on. The amount of privilege these people get is unbelievable. Tatis Jr. was just the latest hit. It was hilarious to me when his dad came in and be like, you know, baseball lost on icon with my son. It's like, God damn it. Like, is this the LeVar ball of a fucking baseball over here? Fernando Sr., come on, man. <laughs> Put your head down and walk away. You tested on a very, very, very thin, you know, doping drug that only two people tested so far. It was Freddie Galvis and D. Gordon. And you're way better than them. Come on, man. Like, just... He's going to lose the rest of this year, and then he's going to probably lose third or a quarter of next season. You're still going to get paid, but, you know, put your head down and fucking hit the baseball, all right? And then teach your son that shit. God damn it. Like, Vladdy Sr. hasn't done that to Junior. Look at me comparing two fucking families over here. But I go like, dude, Guerrero is a Hall of Famer. Tatis ain't. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, anyways, thanks for listening. Oh, okay. our is that our anniversary show coming next week? I don't have I don't have time for Q and A, so I'm, I'm not gonna throw out questions. So I'll think up something to celebrate our whatever six years that we've been doing this shit. All right, peace out. <laughs>